Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Well, welcome to everybody who's joining us tonight. We'll see if we have some more info coming in. But um, we're going to continue tonight, Psalm 34. Psalm 34. And as usual, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. All right? New Living Translation. I'm going to read the verses and catch us up. I'm going to begin tonight. I'm going to begin, I don't know if the right word is teaching, discussing, um, at, at verse 14. But we'll see how God leads us here. And I'm going to just begin with verse 1. I want to read these because it's so important, so relevant, so significant, so timely for what's going on in the world. But this chapter is just timeless, just like the rest of the Bible. But this chapter is always on time. So um, Psalm 34, verse 1. The psalmist says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. Not just on Sunday, not just on Wednesday, not just, not just when someone's looking. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. There's been a lot of folks who have felt helpless through this. Go ahead and take heart. It's going to be all right, I promise. The word from, from the Lord is, out of the book of Isaiah, is tell the righteous. That's the righteous. Those who are living in a state of being right with God by their faith in Jesus, by the blood of the Lamb. All right? Tell the righteous, all will be well for them. Everything's going to be okay. God has always provided for you, hasn't he? He always has. As long as you've served him, he's always come through. The old song says, it may not be when you want it. But he always shows up when you need it. He's always there on time. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Verse 3, come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. Next verse, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. This is great. He freed me from how many of my fears? All my fears. See, there's lots of, even though there's lots of jokes going on around, see, I, see I'm not, I'm not a social media guy. You, you know this about me, those who have listened to me for any amount of time. You know that I'm on Facebook usually to sell something on one of the garage sale sites. That's it. I don't have any Facebook friends, so please don't be hurt with me if I have not accepted your friend request. My only friend on Facebook is my wife, so I get her updates. And beyond that, it's just, you know. But I will say this, I, I don't know everything that's going on, I haven't been watching the news, but even if you get these little memes texted to you, you know now that they're talking about different things to be afraid of now. And some people are making fun of those things. Now there's an Asian hornet in Washington state, and it's two inches long. I saw a guy, a friend of mine named Chance, he, he sent me a video before the service tonight, and it's a video of a guy from uh, Discovery Wild Planet, Coyote Peterson. That dude's a nut. Does he always get bitten by stuff? He's an absolute nut. Coyote, I don't think you'll ever listen to this. You're weird, but I admire you. So he got, he got one of those hornets, and it's just like the picture you've seen. He put it on his arm and let, him, let it bite him, and it really hurt. Didn't look like he was acting because that thing swelled up, and his hand swelled up, and he survived. He's had all kinds of other weird things bite him. Look into that guy. He's bizarre. I didn't know he was out there, but good to know. But here's my point. There's lots of things that people are afraid of now. I said, the economy, is it ever going to come back? Now there's oil. What's oil at? It's up a little bit. It's down. It went negative a few weeks ago. What on earth is going on? Well, I can tell you this right now. Jesus, number one, said these things are necessary. 
say, how is it necessary? Well, I don't always know exactly what God is talking about, do you? We have his word, but we do not exactly know the mind of God. We just don't. There's a lot going on there. We know his word. We know his promises. We know the peace that he gives us. But man, the world is, is saturated in fear. Now there's something new to fear. Oh, there's a, a hornet, or there's, there's this, or there's that. No, I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. You don't have to be afraid. Let me just say what men and women of God have already said, and I believe what God has revealed to us even in the past two months, and that is God is going to use this situation, this current situation, and coming situations to bless you, surprise you, hold on to you, He's going to get your attention. He's going to give you favor you didn't know you had. I can't imagine the great deals that are coming your way just because you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So hang in there. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Be careful about what you say with your mouth because you, look at the psalmist. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. God's going to take care of you. He has a brilliant track record. He always takes care of his own. And you are his. Verse 5. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. That's exciting. I know we've had different... <laughs> we've made jokes about this over the years. Say, man, are they joyful or are they caffeinated? Right? <laughs> and sometimes... <laughs> I got someone saying right now, both. <laughs> They're joyful and caffeinated, so that's through the roof, Right? And we've, we've joked about over the years, I, I've seen someone in their hype, and I was like, man, that's the, joy of, that's the joy of a cappuccino or whatever, right? That is the joy of life, maybe, or that's the joy of I don't know what. Or, and we've talked about this. Those of you who have come up in church or been around the things of God any amount of time, you say, well, there's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is based on your circumstances. Joy is really faith. Joy is faith in action. Say, man, it's going to be all right. There's been times, I'm telling you, I was in the pits. I was down in the dumps. I think I just made up something and hybridized something. But remember it the rest of your life. I was in the pits. That's what it felt like. The pits of tar. I don't know what it was. But there's been some tough times in my life. And all I could see was a little glimmer of hope and light. And I'd just say, praise God. Lord, you're faithful. Lord, you're faithful. I will look to you for help. I will be radiant with joy even through the darkest of times. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. That's God's word. Let's go on to the next verse. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. So now he's answered our prayers. He's cleared out all our fears. He's saved us from all our fears, and now he's saved us from all our troubles. Did you know your fears are not necessarily your troubles? You ever borrowed trouble? There's old sayings about that. So let's not borrow trouble. Let's deal with this right now. Let's not worry about all that. That's why Jesus said, what? Don't worry about tomorrow. One translation, he said, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. That's King James. Today has enough trouble. Today has enough stuff going on for you to be concerned about, right? Tomorrow, we'll deal with that tomorrow. It's going to be 98 degrees. You're going to break a sweat, but God is with you. Your heart's going to keep beating and corona's dead, right? So you just enjoy tomorrow. It's 98 degrees, but you give him an extra shout of praise. You say, man, we don't have refrigerated air. We have swamp coolers. Even better, it's going to be a dry heat tomorrow. You'll be moist. You'll be a little moist behind your ears, but you have cold air blowing through your house, right? So let's look at that verse again. 
In des- my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. Not all perceived trouble is really trouble. There's many things we worry about, and it's not even really your trouble at all. All right? So he rescues us. He, I mean, he frees us from all my fears. I, I like that. Verse 4, he says, he freed me from all my fears. But verse 6 says, he saved me from all my troubles. So he frees us from our fears Saves us from our troubles. Two different things there. That's powerful. Verse 7. The angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. I don't know if it was last week or the week before I reminded you that the power of one angel against humans is unbelievable. One time someone went and besieged the Israelites and one angel went out into their camp. God had warned them, said, I'm going to deal with these people. He told the king, I'm going to deal with them. The angel of the Lord went into the enemy's camp and wiped out 185,000 people in one night. Say, oh, it was just a plague. Well, whatever it was, it was overnight. And you don't mess with God's people. That's the angels of the Lord. They surround you. They take care of you. All right? They're powerful. Verse 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys. Not just caffeine joys, right? Oh, the real joy, the true joy. Man, I know God is great. He's good. He's going to take care of me. I see the light, even if it's a glimmer, just a little bit of hope, a light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Verse 9, fear the Lord, you his godly people, for those who fear him will have all they need. Wow. Let's read that again. Fear the Lord, you his godly people, for those who fear him will have all they need. Verse 10. Even strong young lions, this is a great comparison here, even strong young lions sometimes go hungry. Even those you think have it all together, like, man, they're strong, they look great, they're doing great, things change. Things change. Some of you went to high school with people, and you thought, you thought, man, they are, they are a gorgeous human, male or female. You looked at them and thought, they've got it all together. And you saw them recently, and you're like, all you had to say was, man, I'm glad I'm serving God. I've had those moments. I'm like, man, I went bald, but man, they've, they weren't serving God. <laughs> this is genetics. I feel a little irresponsible, you know, when I say I lost my hair, like I lost it, but, you know, it just happened. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack what? They will lack no good thing. Is God going to withhold good from you? No. Jesus was speaking to the disciples, and he said, you being humans, he he even said this, he said, you being evil. That's what Jesus said. I'm not calling y'all evil. I'm quoting the words of Jesus. He's basically saying, you being humans and with the fallen nature, you want to take care of your kids and give them good things. How much more will your Father in heaven give to those who ask of him? I like that verse. Let's read it again. Verse 10. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry. But those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. God's not going to withhold anything good from you. Many times people go, I've been praying for that, and God hasn't answered it. He's holding back good. No, God sees things you can't see. Verse 11, come, my children, listen to me, and I will teach you to fear the Lord. Verse 12, does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? Oh, yeah. Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. That, that is self-explanatory. Let's get into verse 14 there. I'm not even going to touch that right now. Turn away from evil and do good. 
Search for peace. Let's, let's linger on this verse for a moment. Search for peace and work to maintain it. We had, it's going to be extra powerful because Mom Brown's here with us, and we had the distinct privilege of being in Israel with several people that are in this room with me tonight. And we were in Israel in 2017, and the first day of our trip was an interesting day because we're still trying to figure out how long it took us to get over there, and then it was night, and then we woke up, and we went to the mount where traditionally it was believed and our tour guide, she was a pretty clever lady, knew her stuff historically, said this, could have been the, this really could have been the place where Jesus, he, he, uh, he shared the Beatitudes, the Blesseds. Y'all remember those, Matthew chapter 5? Well, one of those verses in Matthew chapter 5 is blessed. One translation says, blessed are the peacemakers. Peacemakers. This, this verse says, search for peace. Now, in another translation, which is, this is New Living Translation right there, search for peace. I looked at Matthew chapter 5 in the New Living Translation today, and it said, those who work for peace, they will be called the children of God. I will never forget the moment when we climbed, I don't don't think we climbed the mountain, I know it was on a mountain, but we kind of walked a little bit uphill to get up there, and then I don't know if it was Jen. It was probably Jen. Jen's always whispering good things into my ears, my ears that stick out, good things and good ideas. I, it was probably her idea said, man, let's read the Beatitudes. And, man, I couldn't even, y'all know me, man. I am in touch with my emotions. I'm reading through Matthew chapter 5, possibly in the general area where Jesus spoke it. Blessed are they. Blessed, blessed. And, man, I was, I was crying through it. People were crying. I, it was unbelievable. So I read it in English and Spanish, and I will never forget those moments. But I will never forget this verse either. Blessed are those who work for peace, Matthew chapter 5 says. This verse says, search for peace and work to maintain it. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who work for peace, they will be called the children of God. Remember when there's strife, there's confusion, and every evil work. You don't want to just stay in strife with people. You want to make sure you're at peace with them. Some say, I'm not going to be at peace with you. That's fine. You say, I love you. God bless you. Goodbye. But you always do your best to walk in in peace with, with folks, all right? Verse 15. I like this one. The eyes of the Lord. Look at this. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. How pertinent is this through this season? Talked to a young man today before service, touched my heart. I said, when did, when was the last time you worked? He said, March 22nd. I said, man, my heart went out to him. I'm going to really be praying for him to God, for God to get him back and work. I don't know all the details, but that touches my heart. I know that the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Sorry, I jumped ahead. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their cries for help. So this young man is tuning in tonight. Bro, God is going to give you work again. You don't worry about it. Verse 15, that's the promise that God has for you. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. There's other folks listening tonight or watching and say, man, I've got other things going on. I have a cry for help going out for this or that. Something's bothering me. I, I'm really crying out to him for help. God, your cries have not fallen on deaf ears. The promise says God's watching over you. 
because you do right. He can hear your cry for help. He's working on it. Another old song said he's working it out. He's working it out. Let's look at verse 16. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. This is really strong. He will erase their memory from where? From the earth. Wow. I know other people say, well, how is that true? We're still talking about evil people. We're still talking about evil people to this day on this planet. We are still talking about them like, you know, Dracula. He was actually based upon a real person. I was in a castle in, in Europe, and they had an actual painting of him. He was about this big. I'd have kicked that dude's tail. He's about that big. No, y'all, you laugh, you say, no, I've met other short people. No, but he was, he was this big, and he was, about, he was about 85 pounds. He looked malnourished. I would have kicked him for a field goal. Right? But he was evil, and we're still talking about him. And they made weird movies and embellished and did all this stuff. The painting was in a castle. It had been captured in, in a war or something, and it was taken there. So supposedly it was an accurate painting of that same guy, Vlad somebody, Vlad the Impaler. I don't know his full name, but some crazy thing. You say, well, is this true? Because God said... Uh, he, he turns his face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. Hey, Jesus hadn't come back yet. When Jesus comes back, I guarantee it, he's going to erase the memory of evildoers from the earth. Their names will never be spoken again. You're not going to remember them. You're going to be in a glorified body looking just pristine and great. I, I'm going to have hair. I don't know. I'm going to talk to God. I may just, I just say, may say, I don't want any hair. I don't know. Whatever you want, Lord, right? Your will be done. But, <laughs> but I'm, he's going to erase our memory from the earth. Scripture says a new heaven, new heavens and a new earth. So I guarantee you that day is coming. We just haven't arrived yet. Verse 17. The Lord hears his people. Wow, this chapter is really hitting that hard. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from what? From all their troubles, said it twice. You need to notice it when it's in Scripture once, but if it's twice, really pay attention. It starts repeating it more than that, you, really, you better really take note of it. He rescues them from all their troubles. Wow, verse 18. This is beautiful. You ever had your heart broken? The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. May 26 of 2018, my, my earthly mom, now she's a heavenly mom, I guess. My earthly mom went to be with Jesus, 2018. And man, I've been missing her lately. I don't know why. Maybe because subconsciously, I guess, because Mother's Day is coming. I, need, I just now realize that. I'm not real deep. <laughs> you say, Matt, are you dense? Maybe. About some stuff, I'm like, I, I don't know why. But I've been missing her. I've been sitting here in prayer, missing her, and then I read the story about been reading uh, through the one-year Bible, Ruth and Naomi, and it just reminds me of my mom. I said, wow, mom, I miss you. You know, everything's okay, but I miss you. This verse 18 really comforts me. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Matthew chapter 5, interestingly enough, says, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And that, like Forrest Gump said, and that's all I have to say about that. I'm not going to do his accent right now. It's been a while. All right? Let's go, verse, go to verse 19. 
the righteous person faces many troubles. You go through stuff, don't you? (laughs) I've been in seasons, and they felt like they were back to back to back. Y'all ever been that way? You're like, we just left that. Man, I'm a better person. I'm more patient. I'm more joyful. Here's another season. I'm in the, or you finish that one and you say, oh, wow, here's, it's something new. But Scripture says the righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. Now let's hesitate there for a moment. Scripture also says the way of the transgressor is hard. It doesn't give any disclaimers. It doesn't say the way of the transgressor is hard, but God makes it easier. It just says the way of the sinner is hard. Hard in the original Hebrew means hard. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. Man, you say, man, I, I feel like it's up and down here. I'm seeking God, but I, I've been going through it in my body. I've been going through it in my mind. I've, I've been through this. I was heartbroken. It's this, that. Oh, man, and the other stuff that I've been thinking about and something that God's working in me about, and I just really need to get through this. Scripture says the righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. He always comes through. His track record with you is stellar. His track record eternally is perfect. Verse 20, for the Lord protects the bones of the righteous. Not one of them is broken. Mom used to confess that over us. Mom sent a, not one of them is broken. Verse 21, calamity or hard times or evil or some scary, wicked coincidence or something strange, calamity will surely destroy the wicked. Tough times. And those who hate the righteous will be punished. Isn't that interesting? Someone who decides they just hate you because you're righteous or they just hate you and you're doing your best to just live right and serve Jesus and be a good believer, Scripture says they will be punished for hating you. That's interesting. There's folks listening to me going, "Uh uh-huh, I've been praying that God would. (laughs) I'm just messing with you. You haven't done that. You let God take care of them. You let God take care of it. Those who hate the righteous will be punished. I didn't, I didn't come up with that. I'm not clever enough. It's in God's word. Psalm 34, 21. Let's go to verse 22 and we'll fin- finish up Psalm thir- uh, chapter 34 tonight. I love this verse. What a way to sum up the chapter. But the Lord will redeem. You know what redeem means? He will gather you back to himself. Some, some shades of meaning with that are he will buy you back even when you've messed up. You need to look into that story of Hosea and Gomer in the Old Testament. Watch the movie, even. The movie is, I don't know if it's Pure Flix Entertainment or something. It's a Christian movie. But it's, it was so beautiful, I'll never forget it. We watched it with the family one time at our house. And the story is that the, the prophet had married a woman who was unfaithful to him. And she actually left him, and she was doing her thing. But this guy went and got her, and he bought her back. But he bought her back at a higher price. And it was such a beautiful moment in that movie. He starts outbidding himself and outbidding everybody. And he says, I want her because I love her. She's mine. That's what redeem is. The Lord will redeem those who serve him. Don't you ever forget that. You take that to the grave. Man, who knows with the way times are going now, you may never see the grave, praise God. You may live to see Jesus coming in the clouds. 
But you remember this, the Lord will redeem those who serve him. He's going to always take care of you. He's going to always bring you back to himself. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. The Lord is your high tower, your refuge, your strength. He's your everything. And remember, it's what I prayed tonight before I got into the word. When you admit you're not enough to God, that's your humility, right? You say, God, I can't do it on my own. You say, I'm, I, I just, I, I missed the mark. I'm doing my best. I love you, Lord. I'm reading the word. But you say, just humbly say to the Lord. And I've heard some of y'all in here say that. It's what my mom used to say when she lived on this planet. Mom used to say, Lord, we can't do anything without you. We humble ourselves before you. And it's such a good reminder to say, God, I can't do it without you. I need you. That's your humility. But when you say, God, you're great and you can do anything, that's your faith. Your humility is, I, I can't do it without you. I need you. I'm sorry. I repent. I just can't do it without you. And your faith says, God, you're greater than anything I've ever seen. I magnify you. You are amazing. Let's read that verse again. But the Lord will redeem those who serve him. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. He can't go wrong if you seek God. He can't go wrong if you put God first. I don't want to hear people complaining that don't put God first. I don't want to hear anybody complaining, really. But folks, they don't put God first, they don't put God first, they don't put God first, and then they blame God. That doesn't make any sense. Make sure you're walking in praise and thankfulness and gratefulness through this season, but every season. You want to irritate the Lord? Say, oh, he's merciful and forgiving. No, he is. But you want to push God away? Be ungrateful. I'm going to tell you right now, I've had folks, I'll never, I'll never forget this. We went, to, we went to South Africa one time. Had a great time. Some of y'all know where I'm going with this. We went to South Africa. I, don't, I think it was 2007 that I noticed this. And I think we went to an orphanage where all the, the missionaries would show up and give gifts to. Y'all remember that? I'll never forget that. And it wasn't all about it. it. It shouldn't have been all about that, but it sure was weird when we showed up and gave gifts and the kids were like. I remember I saw some responses and I thought, oh, I will pay extra to pack this up and take it home, kid. I'll pay $100 to take this soccer ball home after I bounce it off your head, right? I don't know what, and maybe not everyone responds to ungratefulness that way, but I'm like, you don't have to take it. I, Sinbad, he's a comedian years ago. I don't know if he's still clean or if he's still around, but he used to do clean comedy. He said that he would get home and his mom would have a new shirt, new pants for him, ugly stuff. And she'd say, look what I bought you in the store. I took it off layaway. And he said, he would look at it, and he's like, man, it was the ugliest stuff in the 70s, you know, whatever. You're like, golly, that. And she'd, he'd go, Mom, I don't want that. And she'd say, oh, you know what? You don't have to take the shirt. That's fine. I'll give it to someone else. He said, my mom would make me beg for those ugly clothes. And that's just, I guess that's just justice. I don't know how you are about ungratefulness, but it really bums me out when people don't say thank you, right? I don't know why I'm on that. But I'm going to tell you this right now. Be grateful. Be thankful. And you say, man, well, do I have a right to complain if I've served God? And no, because uh -uh. there are those times I've had people, they've served God faithfully for six months, and it didn't work out how they thought, and they said, man, this is all on God. No, you know what? Be like my wife's parents or my dad and, and serve God for 40-plus years. My dad's been in the ministry now. I think it's close to... Man, it must be 46, 47 years. I'm not certain. And it's funny because dad never just throws that out there. 
But in the ministry, not just he got he, he accepted Jesus at age eight. Dad, Dad's been saved 64 years. That's a long time. It's not a world record, I'm sure, but that's a long time. And, and then you say, well, well, does that give him the right to complain? Oh, no, my dad hates complainers. Not that he hates them. He hates complaining. Why? We have so much to be grateful for. So much. There's great hope tonight. There's great hope tomorrow. And next week, the sun keeps rising. And, and, and the plants keep growing. And around here, the dust keeps blowing. But the oil's going to go back up. And you're going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. Tell the righteous all will be well with them and for them. Verse 22, once again, the Lord will redeem those who serve him. Not only them, but their time. Some folks listening to the sound of my voice tonight, you're like, it's too late for me. No, it's not. No, it's not. You're just getting started. God's hand is all over you tonight. I don't know who this is for, but God's hand is on you. He hasn't forgotten you. He's with you. And he's going to start doing some amazing things in your life if you'll keep putting him first. Just keep putting him first. You don't you don't have to make excuses. Those are the worst. To me, excuses are almost as bad as ungratefulness. Keep putting God first and let him work. You be faithful. God will take care of all the rest. The Lord will redeem those who serve him. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned ever. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for tonight, Father. I thank you because you're the faithful God. According to Scripture, you are the God who sees According to Scripture, you are our provider. According to Scripture, you are our shepherd, our healer. You are the righteous, you are the righteous one, Father. Scripture says righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. So us being right with you, and then you always doing what's right. That's the way I see that. I'm sure some... Theologians with greater minds than mine would say it means a lot deeper things than that. But righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne, Lord God. That means us being right with you, your righteousness, your righteousness. Scripture says you are righteous, but you have given that to us. So we are right with you now, and you will always do right. That's justice. So you are righteous and you are just always. Always, that's the foundation of your throne. And Lord, I call upon the name of Jesus tonight, right now. Father, if there's anyone here in this message, Lord, who needs something extra, something special from you, Lord, convict them, speak to them, work in their hearts, begin to do a spiritual surgery right now within them. If you're hearing my voice and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, it's real simple. We're not going to complicate it. You say, man, I need to make sure I'm right with God. I just want you to repeat this prayer with me, okay? Say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sin. Forgive me. I confess Jesus as my Lord. And I believe with my heart that he has, been risen, he has raised from the dead. I confess and I believe and now I am saved I'm saved from hell and from sin and from myself. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Now let me just continue to pray for you a moment. You made your heart right with God if that was you. But I speak a blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and protect you. 
smile upon you and be gracious to you, give you of his favor and of his perfect peace. That's Numbers chapter 6, beginning with verse 24. God's not done with you. So why would you give up? God's just getting started with you. You say, yeah, but this stuff's been going on. How, when is it going to end? This is a reset. This is what you call, I, I think, to electronics folks, a hard reset in some ways. It's like unplug it and plug it back in. Let's see if it works better now. It's a warning shot. At the same time, it is God's mercy and His grace. God is saying to believers all over the world, I speak to America right now, and those in this region and those in this church and those just watching and listening online, this is a warning for believers. God's saying, put me first again. Put me first again. You read in the Old Testament where Israel went through all kinds of stuff. The book of Judges, the Lord spoke to them and He said, you know what? I brought you out of Egypt and you, you, you left me and you started seeking other gods, other idols, putting other things in my place. And he said, now your enemies are chasing you and attacking you. You're short on food. You're struggling and you're crying out to me. He said, cry out. Cry out to those gods and let them save you. <laughs> and the Israelites, I re I'm repeating myself. I know I may have said this last week. The Israelites, they said, no, Lord, we know we're wrong and we know we've sinned. You do whatever you want with us, but please rescue us. <laughs> you judge us how you want, but get us out of this mess. And then Scripture goes on to say, their misery grieved him. That is the God you serve, and it is the righteous God, the just God, the God whose, the, whose foundation of his throne is righteousness and justice forever. He says, this is a reset. Seek me. Don't seek all that other stuff. Don't seek all that other stuff. There are many voices in the wind, the apostles said in the New Testament. Many voices in the wind. And many of them sound very significant, very true. Even So, oh, wow, that's wise, that's good. No, there are many voices in the wind. But you need to tune in to God's Word. What has He said? What has He promised? You need to seek Him again. He's still with you. He hasn't left you. He hasn't left you. He is the God of second chances and third chances and a thousand chances. Tonight is your night. Tonight is your night. Let this season of reset be a season that positions you, repositions you. I've seen satellites where they had to move them, just get them in a position again so they can receive. Make sure you're back into position again so you can receive from God. Just get back into position where you can hear from God. Tune out some of that other stuff. Get back into the basics of prayer in the Word. Prayer in the Word. Prayer in the Word. Put in God first. When you're able to come, Show up for our parking lot service this Sunday for Mother's Day. We're meeting in person again. Show back up at church. If you haven't been in a while, I pray that you have a real hunger and thirst for church. I pray that you can't wait to get in here. And God's going to keep speaking to you, and he's going to keep being merciful because that's who he is. He is righteous. He is just. We thank you, Father. We praise you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We give you glory. Now the blood of Jesus over everyone who has listened and watched and Lord, comfort your people because they are yours to take care of. And you will always take care of what is yours. Scripture says, you tell us that we are the apple of your eye. We are your masterpiece and your true love. Now, Lord, help us to make you our true and only love. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.